0: Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest?
1: Good morning. This is Young Persons Radio, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith. This is the only show on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. That's right. We have a killer show for you today. James Dwyer is here, comedian, writer, actor. Uh, We'll be talking to him a little bit later. Our number, in the meantime, 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842 if you want to call in, and I highly suggest you do so. This is the first live show of our astounding 12-hour block of live talk shows, this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be followed at 11 a.m. by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, which is then followed at noon by The Stroll Show, where we interview local bands, which is then again followed at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit, so we have all of your bases covered here this morning on Radio Free Brooklyn, so do not touch that dial. Before we go any farther, I want to remind everyone that I made a pledge a few weeks ago when I debuted uh, the show's email address, which is ypr at radiofreebrooklyn.org. That's .org, not .com. You are likely listening to this on radiofreebrooklyn.com, but the email It's YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And I made a pledge that I would read the first five emails I got to that address, regardless of what they say. And I can now tell you that we have gotten our third email (laughs) to that address today. And it is from from, uh, the super caller, the super caller, Margaret. So if In case people don't know, because I know we get a lot of new listeners every week to this thing. Every week, people are banging down the door to get on board this train. Margaret is started calling a couple of weeks ago, and she has been a runaway smash hit. Everyone has loved her immediately. There has been no, like, Seinfeld first season, like, build up an audience over the course of time. Immediately, Margaret has been a hit. She is the one who called to tell us that she is being sued for feeding the pigeons on her fire escape and that that in Soho and that is interfering with the uh, cafe that she lives above. And she writes, pigeon criminal Margaret checking in Colby with a birthday update. This was sent 12 hours ago, a week after my birthday. She says, seeing that I wasn't invited to your birthday festivities... (laughs) I decided to honor your birthday by doing something extra nice for the community, which is is fine fine by me. As my first annual Colby Birthday Community Project, I accepted an invitation from fellow animal advocates to hand out leaflets for Carlina Rivera's campaign for City Council District 2. You know from my pigeon poop lawsuit (laughs) that Bond Street, scene of the pigeon crime, is not in District 2. But, in honor of your birthday, I expanded my horizons, leading me to Tompkins Square Park. Standing at the entrance as people largely ignored my leafleting efforts, I pondered the state of wildlife in the park as I observed squirrels and pigeons in search of food or water and finding neither. At this point of consternation at the depravity of New York City, there appeared the candidate herself. After introducing myself as a volunteer from outside Carlina's district, I launched right into questioning her views on the very difficult lives of NYC wildlife. I asked her, for instance, if Tompkins Square Park has enough native food to support the squirrel population. You know, of course, that Washington Square Park does not. Making them dependent upon paltry, nutritionally deficient, erratic human handouts. I asked her also if there were any sources of clean water for the creatures who inhabit the park, referring again to Washington Square Park's pathetic lack thereof. Would you believe, Colby, that no one had ever asked her these questions? Hard to believe, but true. I was impressed by Carlina's genuine concern over the welfare of our non-human city residents. Then I shared my dream that every building on every street would have its own special water fountain, so that every creature would have freely flowing, clean water every day and never thirst as in their present horrible state. Imagine, too, if every person woke up each day with the thought, what can I do today to improve the lives of the creatures who also live here? What a better world we would have. How is that, Colby, for a birthday wish? What wish did you make, if that is not too personal to share, fondly, Margaret? Well, Margaret, it is too personal to share. It's none of your fucking business. (laughs) But thank you so much for uh, that letter uh, and for always calling. And I I certainly hope uh, you call today. Uh, We are going to take a very brief uh, musical break. And then I will be back with my guest, James Dwyer. Back in a moment here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh, of course. And now we get to go. Okay, back in a moment.
0: Guy and all the world can hear her call. They shudder at the fury of the mighty thunderball. Thunderball. The power of her engines now is drowned in the sea. But the deadly force from within her is somewhere running free. All your fiery breath can burn the coldest man, and who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? Somewhere there is a man who could stop the thing in time. He's known by very few, but he's feared by all in crime. Courage, and by fighting he has not been known to fall. But neither has the fury of the mighty Thunderball. Thunderball, Thunderball your fiery breath can burn. Ah,
1: uh, yes. That is Johnny Cash uh, singing a, a uh, rejected theme for the James Bond movie Thunderball. Uh, So there you go. There's your little uh, little factoid for the day. I want to remind everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn is a completely independent nonprofit station uh, that survives entirely on donations from listeners such as yourselves. So if you like what you're hearing here or elsewhere on the station and you want to know how you can help out, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge for more information. Or if you want to sponsor this show in particular, which helps us keep the administrative costs of running the thing down, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR and click the link at the bottom of the page that says Sponsor This Show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. And I also want to give a shout-out to our great business partner, Secondhand Records, which is located right above us here at Radio Free Brooklyn at 1345 DeKalb Avenue. They are open at noon today, and they will stay open until 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, They have a terrific selection. They have been our partner for more than a year now, and uh, I would suggest that everyone come and uh, check them out. Now, my guest today is a veteran house performer and teacher at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in New York. He can be seen improvising every Friday night at 10.30 with his team, the law firm, and co-hosting the monthly sketch variety show, A Big Dumb Thing with Jackie Jennings. And the next one of those is this Wednesday at 11 p.m. at the UCB Theater in Chelsea. He has also appeared on television series such as Master of None on Netflix, Vinyl on HBO, and Difficult People on Hulu. And I should also mention that if you have a question for him at any time, our number is 904-606-0842. That's 904-606-0842. Now, please welcome to the show James Dwyer. Uh, hello. Hold on. Say, say, say hello again. Hello and say hello one more time hey Colby, there we wow. go there we go <laughs> i told you when you got here the studio mm-hmm. is an ongoing project oh yeah not the microphones aren't always on it's true
2: uh how's it going
1: it's going well i'm glad you're here yeah, thank you for coming Thanks for having me i'm going to ask you right away uh yeah, about get filming, it out of the way about <laughs> filming difficult people okay i have to we're big fans of Julie Klausner yeah. here at this show. Right. Um, how did that come about? What was the day of shooting like? Uh, all that stuff. Uh, was it particularly memorable uh, in any way? <laughs> uh, I think it
2: was that when we shot that. It was their first day back that season. So they. Uh-huh. I think a lot of those shows, I don't know if this is the case, is with them, they try to do a lot in one day. Uh-huh. And they had something like three different locations uh, that they were shooting in one day, which is oh, wow. a, a lot of uh, setup yeah. work. So they'd be finishing shooting something at a different uh, building, like, a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was already at, I think we shot at Grey Dog. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah. In yeah. Chelsea. Um, and we were just waiting for Julie and Billy to swoop in <laughs> yeah. and just do the scene. <laughs> uh, was, And that scene had, like, you know, two dozen extras just yeah. hanging around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I got coffee all over me. Yeah, in yeah. In that scene julie gets to
1: be really mean to you mm-hmm. in uh and this is the cold open for one of the season two episodes i believe yeah uh, uh she splashes coffee all over my yeah, clothes yeah
2: luckily uh they got on the first take because there was not a second shirt <laughs> uh they did not plan for that uh but yeah no it was fun it was uh, i didn't really you know chat with that much right? yeah
1: now. yeah had you known her at all through uh, ucb before that or uh Interesting story, no. Oh, uh, no, here we go. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know her at all. Uh, yeah, no, I just
2: know that she, I guess I know her for like her storytelling mm-hmm. and things like that, but yeah. uh, I'm very funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Her and Billy are both so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really fun shooting that. Nice. Uh, but at, <clears throat> anytime you come in and you just do like one, one scene. scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same story every yeah, time, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, which is just like you come in, roll, like everyone's like, "Hi," everyone's like kind of nice, but
1: no one really wants to talk. Right. Yeah, because sure. they're like, "I don't know if you're a weirdo." Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, that
2: was that was a
1: fun day. Yeah, the only time I've gotten to do anything like that um, was for a a uh, non-speaking role on a Travel Channel show. What called <laughs> uh, Mysteries at the Museum? Oh my god, uh, which I think is I've like heard about. I have yeah.
2: a roommate who. Like, has done like talking head stuff on that. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like, uh, her name's Emily, and she's like, a, uh, she gives tours at the Natural History Museum. Okay, there you and go. And she recently went in and like, they're like, used her as one of the sort of like, no give us information. You know, like, yeah. If it was like a sci fi, not sci fi, like Discovery Channel thing, it would be like yeah. uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever, right. about, yeah. um, Travel Channel. Uh, they couldn't get
1: Neil. Yeah, but they got Emily, and she's great. She's That's really, awesome. Really smart. Yeah, I uh, it is a it is a huge dream to one day be a talking head in a documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the documentary is about. I would love to just like they cut to me, and I'm just like the way things were yeah. was. You just have to pretend you're
2: an expert about something, <laughs> yeah. uh and convince enough people that it's true that yeah. one day some documentary filmmaker film was just like, "Holy crap, we got to yeah. get this guy on here. <laughs> he's got a head, and he's got information." <laughs>
1: I've talked on the show before about how I'm fascinated by celebrities who are, like, known for being famous fans of something. Like, um, so, like, did you, see, did you see that Beatles documentary last year that was, like, their, the touring years? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, um, So, like, you go and they, they have interviewed, like, Whoopi Goldberg is being interviewed on it just to, like, talk about how much she, like, loves the Beatles. That's so funny. Uh, and I guess I, well, she's, like, a like, I I name like, or something, but, like. Yeah, it's, like,
2: someone in that was, like, we got Whoopi.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody got real
2: excited <laughs> in the production for that. Just like we got her.
1: Yes, yeah, they hung the phone up, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, uh, you're gonna want to put your yeah. your food down and listen to this one. Put the burger down. Listen. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Hold on to something. You got Whoopi <laughs>
1: for the Beatles documentary. <laughs> like, what is her? What is her credential? Like, she was like, they they literally cut from like Grail Marcus to like. Talking like very like, lofty and uh, uh, about the Beatles and like what they mean. And then the Whoopi's just like, I love the Beatles. Jesus
2: Christ. (laughs) Uh, If I could get away with just being a famous fan, yeah. That would be great. Because also, like, the bar must be so low for that. Although, the the bar is just your fame. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need one famous fan.
1: Yeah. Would you be on one of these like VH1? I love the decade. Uh, would I? Because yes. that's like, I mean, sure, <laughs> but like, uh, what, yeah. what, what would you talk about if you were?
2: I would talk about, oh, Jesus. I'd probably just talk about Corn. Corn? The band Corn. The band yeah. mm-hmm. Were you a big fan? Uh, I loved Corn. Yeah. I was a yeah. freak on a leash and a freak off the leash. Uh, that's <laughs> disgusting. That's a disgusting thing that I just did. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh no like corn i loved like i mean loved lincoln
1: park growing up oh sure yeah um like they all are the... uh they're doing a tour with blink 182 right i mean yeah. still are they still doing it i well i I guess good question yeah i don't know i, don't know. Yeah. I saw they were supposed posters
2: to. for that yeah yeah that's sad yeah. um but yeah i used to listen to all that growing up oh, Just yeah. r- anything that could classify itself as rap rock right yeah which is like, God, when you think about it, that's like two years that where that was popular, oh yeah, or as or as popular as it was, and it would became a brief genre, yeah, uh
1: yeah. and it's like that is not music that's sustained No, <laughs> no, they're all like novelty songs now, huh, it's so busy- like limp Bizkit is probably the biggest one coming to mind from me, yeah. which was even oh, a little he before was those like guys, the I most guess, popular yeah. one, yeah,
2: um, yeah, I mean, break stuff, you know. Oh okay, yeah um, but yeah that stuff was like i loved it because it was just um garbage yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah are you a uh are you a, like a like a big music guy no not at all yeah uh, <clears throat> I'm, i was a guy who like suddenly like
2: i realized in high school i was like i don't listen to music oh, like yeah. i had like I a thought like that oh same and it like stressed me out so i like Got to rap rock, yeah, uh, yeah, that was your answer. Gotten to <laughs> rap rock, listened to some Coldplay, you know, and yeah, I like, now I get music. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was. Uh, I wish I was more
1: of a nerd about music. Yeah, me too. Me too. I always feel like people will reference something and I'll be like, (laughs) yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I totally do that too. Mm -hmm. I will totally just like pretend that I know what people are talking about. Oh, yeah. And there are like huge, I don't know about you, but for me there are like huge gaps in like stuff that I should know about as like a person of the age that I am, but I just don't.
2: Yeah. It's as if I was in a coma for that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Same. I just, I'm like, how do I not know about uh, Furbies? Uh, I mean, (laughs) not that we're talking
1: about. You know, let's talk about Furbies. Furbies. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> Furby talk. Yeah. Good. If you got a thing about Furbies, you can call <laughs> 904-606-0842 uh, is the number. Oh, you know what? Tim Keck just tried to call and hung up. Good for him. I guess he lost his nerve. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're getting called out. Call back. Yeah. Just defend yourself. Um, this is a... Oh, there he is. There he is. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see oh. if we can hear him. Tim, is that you? Hey, Colby. How are you this morning, Tim?
3: How dare you not answer when I call you?
1: Oh, sorry. I was talking to my guest, James Dwyer, (laughs) (laughs) who was sitting right in front of me.
3: I don't care who you're talking to. You pick up the phone when I call.
1: (laughs) Tim,
2: do you understand that when you're calling, you're not calling Colby, you're calling the show? (laughs) Do you think, is this just, you just, is this a, a, a personal phone call that coincides with the show every week?
1: One time we did make plans to hang I out. I added a, a
3: G-Cal event, <laughs> I added a G-Cal event that said, call Colby every morning, and I really kind of <laughs> forgot what uh, the meaning behind it was.
1: You call me every morning, not just on Sundays? He's gone.
3: Yeah, but I have different numbers. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Yeah, you're oh,
1: you calling have all your, of his numbers. You're calling my work phone. Yeah.
3: I have one that I think is your parents,
1: and that's two numbers so far.
3: <laughs> oh, and then I have I have a work one. I have your parents. I have your grandfather.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Then I
3: have a. Uh, we all have Colby's I have grandfather. A, uh, yeah. Website that he recommended.
1: Yeah, my grandfather has called the show before um, to – so to give you a little bit of backstory, mm-hmm. my grandfather every month uh, sends me an envelope full of car magazines that he has just <laughs> finished reading that month, and uh, then he'll call the show to talk about them. Really? He's done it before, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's he actually, might be listening right now. That's great. He's got 10 minutes to go before well, he has to leave for church. Uh,
3: so yeah. when I spoke to your granddad, I gave him a call, and he said, you should call this website. Uh-huh. Because they do a lot of good car stuff.
2: He, okay. he said Google to call website. <laughs> a website.
3: Yeah, he insisted that I call them.
2: <laughs> call them direct. Do not log on to the website. Do not
1: visit it. Give them a call.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Now, Tim, yeah. do you have anything you want to plug while you're here?
2: Do you uh, call to in to plug, you plug, you plug your shows?
1: <laughs> Tim, <laughs> I Tim, this is it was in like January that you called in to say that you were gonna take pictures of people's shows using your Nikon cool <laughs> How are those pictures holding? And up?
3: nobody took me up on that offer? No one took Oh, these pictures look terrible, James. <laughs> Everyone's got James, while I'm bright
1: in- red eyes.
3: While I got a big wig like While I got a big wig like James Dwyer on the phone, <laughs> I would love to extend the offer again. For me to show up to any show you do and uh, Nikon Cool Picks the shit out of
2: it. All right. Well, 11 p.m. this of, uh, Wednesday night at UCB Chelsea, we're in need of a Nikon Cool Picks, man. We do have somebody already uh, doing t- recording the show for us, uh, but we don't have someone doing right. Nikon Cool Picks of it.
3: Right. You're going to need some very sterile stills of the uh, show.
2: That's the thing. It won't be sterile enough without the Cool Picks. That's right.
3: Yeah. 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 See, a lot of people when they take pictures for shows, it doesn't look like it's on the inside of a hospital.
2: Yep. I and, want it to uh, look the like the comedy thrives in. I want to see the photo, and I want to have to think about the fact that it's not enough megapixels.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Tim.
3: Yeah, I get you.
1: Tim, did you hear? Uh, did you hear listener Margaret's uh, email earlier? Yes.
3: Yeah, garbage.
1: Yeah. Tim. Uh, Tim takes what? a hard line. Tim takes a hard line against uh, uh, the pigeon talk on this show. What?
3: Gosh! And then she just does something. I love that it's like your birthday, so she does something for her. <laughs> like uh, happy birthday, Colby. I took myself to a Knicks game.
1: Tim, she was honoring me with this community service.
3: Dude, I was watching. I was honoring you, watching Carmelo Anthony miss shots.
1: What does that mean? What are you talking about?
3: I don't know. I was just trying to follow the example I gave. Well, oh,
1: okay, sure.
3: But, but she just, she was like, oh, yeah, I love pigeons. I'm going to go do this pigeon loving thing for Colby's well, birthday. It's because
1: I've welcomed her to the show, Tim. I've welcomed her as a part of the show. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Okay. And now, now she's just doing all this. stuff. Why don't you campaign for somebody who's not in her district? What does that even mean?
1: Well, that, that's, look, take that up with Margaret. Okay. I can't answer these questions on her behalf.
3: I've already got a full docket of phone calls every morning. I don't have time to talk to Margaret too. Who
2: else are you calling? <laughs> what are your other calls every morning besides Colby? One of Colby's numbers every morning.
3: <laughs> well, I call the uh, uh, the bird fund, the Wild Bird Fund. You call the bird fund? You're hating on I pigeons, call the wild and bird you're fund.
2: you're calling the bird fund every day. You're a freak yes, who no, calls we, the we bird, fund bird fund every day, and you're hating on Margaret's pigeon love.
3: Get real. Well, the secretary knows me now. She knows which voicemail to forward me to so I can leave an angry message saying that I'm against the bird fund. Wait,
2: you needed to get to know the secretary to get on a leaving a message basis with the wild bird fund. (laughs) You needed to butter up the secretary to get to leave a voicemail.
3: I, I mean, I don't think I needed to, but when you're calling any company, I think a big advantage is a—you uh, know—you get to butter up the secretary. Yeah, whenever mm-hmm. you're calling it's a, a company, if
2: you can, if you are honored enough to butter up the secretary, you must take up that offer. You must do it. You got to butter.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All
1: right. No, yeah. No. Secretaries I guess are it like bread.
3: They're all better with butter on them. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> Tim. We we got a bunch of calls coming in. You got anything you want to say before uh, before you go?
3: Um, I guess someday I hope to be a celebrity fan of James Dwyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! Holy crap! Wow, that's that's amazing.
3: Okay. Tim,
1: say Tim out.
3: And uh, I guess I'll be just an average fan of Colby. Tim out. <laughs> oh my god! This guy, I'm telling
1: you this guy we got another call coming in caller you are on the air with me and guest james dwyer
4: hello there Colby and james it's margaret here
1: margaret <laughs> i loved your Hi, email
4: I just, oh i i loved how you read it and and last week as well i mean you just do the most fabulous job reading an email it's, You bring it to it's in my pleasure. ordinary way.
1: It's my sincere pleasure, Margaret, to read your writing. You should send more emails just well, to hear what I, they sound like through Colby's voice. Yeah, yeah. I could do your voicemail. <laughs>
4: Well, I hope it inspires many other people to send you emails just, you know, for the satisfaction of hearing how wonderful your voice is while reading. I couldn't resist calling. Well, one reason was you said, oh, you hope I I call, so of course. And then I had this feeling, just this intuitive hunch that Tim was going to call in. So I thought, well, let's get Tim out of the way, you know, before we get on to important things you know right. like the welfare of pigeons but i love that ken is aware of the wild bird fund they are an extraordinary organization just mm-hmm. extraordinary i love them though i don't call them every day like Tim does i i call them when i have a bird or another little small animal that i may have rescued i always carry around with me called the or most always, sometimes I go out without it, but I try to always remember my pigeon rescue box.
2: What is a pigeon rescue box? I, well,
4: because you never know yeah. when you're going to encounter a pigeon in need who needs to go up to the Wild Bird Fund. <clears throat> and, and knowing that there is this one very special place that will actually look after a pigeon, that requires that, that you carry a, a pigeon rescue box you know to be you know ready if necessary to bring one up there also if you if you have your pigeon rescue box on you you're almost guaranteed of not finding oh, a of course. pigeon in the yeah. sort of like you know So it's always an typical umbrella. yeah
2: days where you got the box no pigeons days where you don't have the box this pigeon needs help it, it,
4: Exactly
1: How cumbersome is the box
4: Uh it's it's a bigger than average uh, shoebox, you know, with some okay. ventilation holes right. on the top. Right. And it's, uh, it's a little awkward to carry around, but there's no more satisfying feeling than when the need does arrive, having your box on you. You, ha- you mm. know, you have to be prepared.
2: So you walking around, things. you just feel very proud even having the box, even if a need doesn't arise.
4: Well, it's more like I feel proud that I remembered. You know, when, whenever I go out the door, remembering something, I'm I'm mm. always pretty proud of myself. Cause, and I have all these signs at my door, like, you know, don't forget the bird seed. I mean, can you can you imagine going out without your bird seed? That would be horrible. I can't.
1: I can't. <laughs> Every one, pocket one always filled thing. with bird seed for me, at least. <laughs> now,
4: Margaret, one, one yeah,
1: I'm going to follow up on your email. A little bit, and say before I throw my support behind Carlina Rivera's campaign for City Council District Two, <laughs> is there uh, anything else I should know about her? I mean, she might have a great stance on NYC wildlife, but is she, uh, uh, you know, is she, is she a for the good of the city?
4: Well, the the thing that drew me to her is that she is someone who cares deeply about animals, and and that's how I I came to know about her through my animal advocate friend but she also cares about humans you know she cares about but
2: that's housing, <laughs> yeah for
4: instance uh she cares very much about uh senior citizens and and protecting their homes and um protect protecting their affordability of of rent and she's um I think she's done quite a lot of fighting for tenants' rights and clean and safe parks, as I recall, and small businesses. Um Great. She she worked as a some kind of a director for uh, Rosie Mendez, council member. Um, she is someone who really delivers. You know, she does a lot of. Organizing coalition building, she's secured uh, quite a lot of permanently affordable housing. So she, so she is involved in these human, uh, you know, y- y- human interests. Yes. Where, human interests. You, you know me, Colby. How I'm pretty single-mindedly focused on the animals. But,
1: I, I, but, I, think I do know you yeah. in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> now,
4: well, one, a couple. A couple of little details, Colby, about your explanation of my case. I just, I just have to correct them before it. You, you know yeah, how get the, the record by, means, by the all means. By all means. Oh, okay. Well, though I am over my fire escape is over a cafe, as you mentioned. It was not the cafe that was part of this case. The, the, the cafe called Smile is a lovely lovely and very popular little restaurant and the owners of, of Smile have are nothing but but gracious and kind you know uh, people and they have they have nothing at all to do with the pigeon case whereas the it's a clothing store a very uh, fancy schmancy uh, clothing store called Oak which is yes, the, yes. That, I remember now the, the, yeah, that that's the store that claimed a pigeon walked into their door and uh, and and therefore they're it, they're not able to sell their 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 very costly clothing. Of a pigeon people. walked
2: into no. the door, like it strolled it into the door. It was just browsing. <laughs> yeah, that pigeon was actually a, a potential customer, and they turned him away.
4: Right. Well, uh, apparently, well not apparently because I witnessed it myself. Uh, Oak is one of those stores that illegally keeps their door open, you know, with oh, the Oh, with the AC running. The air, you know, mm-hmm. one, yeah. one of oh, those with the air conditioning going, you know, speaking of civic mindedness, nothing nothing there with them, you know. They 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 try to lure customers in with their air conditioning, but but in that case a pigeon was attracted. Yes. To it. I, yes. I, I have never actually seen anyone buying anything.
1: Ooh, in, wow. In wow. Yeah. Take that, Oak.
4: Yeah, take that, Oak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Margaret, uh, we, we got a bunch of calls we got to get to. So so thank yes, you for oh, calling.
4: That, that's, that's excellent. Thank you, Colby. Talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you,
1: thank you for your email. I'm glad.
4: Thank that, you. I'm glad we set the record straight you, on James, Oak. Yeah. And yeah. James. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> bye, James. Bye, bye. Caller, welcome to the program. You are on the air.
5: Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Fred Champs. I'm the manager down at Oak, and uh, I just want to clear some things up really quick.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, Fred.
5: Yeah. It, 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 these these pigeons, they, they, they loiter They're a nuisance. They, they, they hang around the sidewalk in front of the store. They're asking grown-ups to buy a beer. They come in. And they Is that true? <laughs> Holy yeah, crap. they, they did know that. They fuck in the changing rooms. <laughs> oh, my God. They fucking there, Colby. They fucking there.
4: What uh, are they doing and, there?
5: And they fucking <laughs> the p and and a Okay, okay, okay. Uh, P&T. <laughs> okay. The works. The works. We have Holy cameras. We, we've seen it. You're recording it's, it's it? Not isol- Is that allowed? It, it, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, CCTV. Uh, We stream it on our Twitch. Don't say, oh, yeah.
1: You're streaming it? Don't say. It sounds like you're getting something out of this. Don't say, oh, yeah, after we ask if you're recording it.
2: Are you selling these (laughs) recordings?
5: We get get nominal ad revenue from the stream from our Twitch channel. Uh, You know, people... People don't come anymore because they know they're going to get – if they come in, they're going to get hassled by these pigeons with their right. tattoos. And then they, know and they can really just stay it.
1: home, watch on Twitch, yeah. to get the exactly. whole show. Exactly. The, well, 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 all I'm saying is
5: that we're supplementing our revenue right now with, the, with ad money that we get from our, Twitch, from our Twitch channel.
1: Well, it sounds like you need it because, you know, Margaret hasn't seen anybody buy anything at your shop. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, again, it's these pigeons, Colby. They're, they, they stand on the corner in front of the store. They're flipping quarters up and down, just flipping them. Uh, they, they hassle you. Well, that's probably that's the thing that's really
2: doing there. it is the coin flipping. The
1: coin flipping. Yeah, I think the fucking would menacing, entice.
5: <laughs> it's it's menacing. Uh, yeah. I I don't I maybe it sounds silly, but if you could see it, you know. They're, they're, they're flipping coins. One's got a Camaro. That, they, they just play music. They don't drive it. They just play music really just, loud. There's a the park phone.
1: outside. Maybe yeah. they throw the hood up on that thing so everybody can see the engine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
5: yeah, that thing's not street legal. That thing's not street legal. Mm-hmm. I've had a look myself. I talked to some of these it's They got a Hemi V two, and it's awesome. It's it's out of it's out of sight, but it's not street legal. Okay. It's, it's, it's 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 pushing away customers.
1: Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Fred. Uh, I'm glad you called in to defend yourself. Uh, you what, know, Fred, what I, were the sales I, like before the pigeons rolled in?
5: They were through the roof. They were through the roof. You should see the shirts we have. They got buttons. They got pockets.
1: Oh, well, they're, no way! They're next level. A shirt with they're a pocket.
5: Yeah. So if you got a handkerchief, you got maybe some gum. Like not a whole pack of gum, but like one. No, sleeve. just a couple
2: Lucy's. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Some Lucy's. Just you know. So you know. Uh, a pretty, a, a pretty young thing comes up and says, you got any gum, you're not caught with your, uh, with your up your ass, you got gum ready to go. Uh, I mean, that's what we say on the ads, uh, but
2: <laughs> that's what you say on uh, the ads. <laughs> yeah. yeah
5: the ads you know, we're we're just, always just plugging the gum in the ads. Of <laughs> <laughs> the ads are just blocks of text that describe <laughs> different situations where you can use a shirt pocket. And they, they, so really your whole, your whole,
2: your whole Oaks whole deal is trying to convince people they need pockets on their shirts. <laughs>
5: Yeah, most people don't know it's an option.
2: That's the truth. Yeah,
5: and also people fear, fear, fear the new. Sure. So our ad campaign was trying to climatize people this idea that like not only are pocket shirts with pockets sartorially in vogue, mm. but also they they have a functionality and that they're not going to be laughed out of you know uh, the the country club when they show up with a shirt with a pocket there. And that worked and, for uh, a bit, we were right? Convincing
2: the them side. the new thing, right? Like that worked for a while. Until it, it... did. It did. Well, why don't you people convince them about the fact that? pigeons fucking in the back's okay and then maybe they'll come back in they'll be like shirt pockets pigeons having a little fuck
5: well 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 the thing is no one's necessarily against the pigeon sucking per se it's just that they're doing it in the changing room and so people come in and they say i love this shirt i love the pocket that it has but i don't know if it fits i don't know how to find out because there are pigeons fucking in the changing room well maybe they can
2: just them. go in there anyway i don't i bet they're not taking up the whole room
5: <laughs> yeah I, it, 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 but
2: That's inappropriate. No, maybe they spread out mm-hmm.
5: the stuff they oh, do. They out room. the stuff they do. You need room.
2: Oh yeah, I mean they got wings. They got to fly. You know.
5: Yeah, and also <laughs> just <sighs> yeah. There's a lot of moving. There's a you know, it's not just it's not a lamb, band thing, man. There's a the whole production. There's there's foreplay. There's there's roles. There's you know.
1: There's
4: it's a
5: process that has to precede their lovemaking. You it have
1: watched so pain. many of these videos. Yeah.
5: You know? well, well, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the domain master, so I'm the admin. Sure. So yeah. I got to be on that channel. Yeah, of course. Of no, course. You, you got a domain
2: master. You got to watch all the vids. Yeah. I got to make sure it's yeah. not going down. Yeah. I
5: got to make sure. I got to make sure there's nothing flaggable on them.
1: Yeah. You don't want Some to get flagged.
5: We don't want it. We don't want on our channel. Some of the
1: stuff we don't want on our channel. No, of course not. Well, look, Fred. I'm glad you called. I'm glad we get set. We set a lot of records straight today. Yeah. Margaret's going to really have to defend
2: this someday. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, She's letting well, these pigeons have them. sex in Oak. I know. I know. She's enabling yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a but problem. She, I don't know why they're not getting and along. That, and she
2: really skated over that. She really decided not to talk about mm-hmm. that.
5: You know, she's a fair-weather friend of these birds. She she sees all what she wants to see. And I get it. I've been in some niche political activity myself. Uh, you know, for example, legalizing, uh, streaming, changing room. That took a lot of work. That took a lot of grassroots. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah,
5: we had to do a lot of flyering before before city council gave us the green light for that.
1: Yeah.
5: People were mad. Yeah. Some people were mad. Prudes, you
1: know well you know you can't please all the people all the time i always say i've never heard you say that <laughs> <laughs> okay fred i hope we talk again sometime
5: oh sure oh sure you guys uh guys it's twitch backslash oak shirt backslash pitch and talk uh, <laughs>
1: it's good 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 i'll check it out yeah good yeah cool the rest cool. of the show cool. is just gonna be the audio of the stream
2: yeah oh definitely it's just gonna yeah, sound like normal there's a lot like of, it, a
1: lot of
5: verbalization that goes on
1: in their process okay oh, okay well we'll find out a lot of daddy stuff
2: a lot of daddy stuff
1: <laughs> let us find out for okay. ourselves yeah. fred we'll have to find out sure Thank you, fred. sure bye now bye fred
2: now that was a twist i wasn't expecting
1: yeah Yeah, that's something else I know the story uh, the story evolves uh, week to week for sure Mm. 904-606-0842 is our number 904-606-0842 if you want to call the show now James Mm. questions okay questions for you Uh, I thought you were going to ask me to ask you questions I have zero (laughs) Um, yeah no everything has been very neatly wrapped up on the show so far (laughs) (laughs) no questions have arisen at all we do a thing on this show called the. Uh, it's a it's a segment that has evolved uh, over time into a, a tight couple of questions. It's. I'm glad to hear be here for the next evolution of it. That's great. And this is called the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. <laughs> that is some title you got going on <laughs> there. It took a lot of thought to get behind that one. That's great. My first question for you: Bar trivia or karaoke? Karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bar trivia can die a slow death. Oh,
2: interesting. This
1: is a hard line on bar trivia. I, I haven't th- heard
2: before. I think I hate bar trivia, even though I've done it several times. Yeah. Because um, it's um, it's an invitation for all of the worst people to be told that they are clever. Um, like, <laughs> so for instance, because everyone's like got to have a punny name. Yes. And yeah. it's all in poor taste. Yes. Um. So an example name that of a t- and I, So I hate these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is a team out there somewhere. If they're listening, I have it out for them. They're call. They call themselves boys to women. Um. And they think it's really funny. Uh, and it's like, yeah. nah, dude, that is yeah. lowest common denominator shit. Yeah. I don't need it. No. I don't like it. Also, I'm. Uh, I'm. I feel very self conscious about the fact that I know nothing. So I don't like being at bar trivia. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I need a I need a really specifically catered category mm-hmm. uh, to do well at bar trivia. Yeah,
2: you, bet for me it better be rap rock. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and nothing else. Eight. 8 rounds of rap rock, I'm there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, there is got to be some place doing rap rock trivia in New York. I'm sure. Uh, at least, well, only rap
2: rock trivia. That that that, that bar trivia would be done after three nights. <laughs> and then they'd be like, we ran out of all the questions. Of all the facts. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing left. Now, or it all is like, okay, today everything is just about one
1: song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the first word of the second line of the third stanza? Why is no one having fun? <laughs> so karaoke, when you're doing it, do you prefer... The open bar setting or the private room?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I used to be private room, mm-hmm. and, but I think I recently switched to open bar setting. Oh.
1: Did it something set you over the top? It's just fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on the room. That depends on the. Well, place. yeah, yeah. That's very true. Going to the movies or streaming something at home? Going to the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I stream more
2: often than not. I'm streaming from home. Totally. Yeah. i I like going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how movies are meant to be seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you go to these to the to the art house theaters in the city at all? Like occasionally. The... Yeah. Not yeah.
2: often enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've been to like Film Forum. And, yeah. Uh,
1: there's like a weird place in Greenport I really
2: want to go to. It's called oh, Film really? Noir Cinema or something. Really? Like that. I haven't heard of that. It just looks like a crummy house, <laughs> um, and I really want to go to it. I bet it. I mean, I have no clue. I'm making assumptions. I bet it's yeah. not great. Uh, sure. Yeah. If someone is, works there and wants to prove me wrong, please yeah. do. Yeah. Give uh, us uh,
1: some free tickets. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. I need free tickets. Um, I, I was just at the film forum for They did the New York in the 70s uh, mm. series, and That's I great. saw Serpico for the first time. Oh, you've never seen Serpico? I had never seen it before. They oh, had yeah. a film print. Serpico is wild. It was really good. I yeah. liked it a bunch. It is also not oh, it was at all on film. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. It was awesome. It was like uh, I had, I didn't know really what it was about, so I was like surprised at every mm-hmm. turn. Um, and I didn't really know he was just like a cool funky cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just a weirdo cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like really, truly. Yeah. There were a lot of scenes of him just like being weird around the other cops, and they're like, "What is this guy's deal?" You know he, he's like hipster cop. Yeah. Uh, he's
2: like yeah. on like the bad version of that Occupy Wall Street hipster yeah. cop. <laughs> yeah. Or no, he's the good version of that. Right. That right. guy's just eternally lame. <laughs> but yeah. Best concert you ever saw? Uh, best concert I ever saw. I think it was in two thousand five or two thousand six, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Philadelphia Festival Pier. Wilco was doing a concert, and my morning jacket opened for them, and I loved oh, that cool. concert.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was like, and they went on forever. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it was an outdoor concert. <clears throat> Wilco did like two or three encores. No, uh, just kept going. Uh and I remember that was like I had only listened to a bit of My Morning Jacket yeah. before that and I was just like who the hell are these guys? Yeah, That's yeah. Holy yeah. Crap. <laughs> uh but also I was in college so everything is new and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh when yeah. you experience it, so.
1: Yeah. You're especially I feel like in music in college you're like ascribing a lot of meaning to like whatever you're doing at that given moment. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. That's a fun time. It's a fun time. Final question in the Young Person's Radio Guest Questionnaire. What is a movie you know is bad but enjoy anyway? Oh, crap. Um, But I
2: enjoy. Oh, this is like, I don't know if I know it's bad, but I know it's not great. Mm Mm-hmm. The movie Adventureland is a movie. Oh, is I that like.
1: with uh um uh, Jesse Eisenberg and yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I've watched that movie ten times.
1: Really? Okay. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. Kind of,
2: it doesn't why would you keep watching that more <laughs> why would you ever watch it more than once? It was a mar- movie that was marketed extremely poorly, I uh-huh. remember. Like it was marketed as like a follow up to super bad type movie. Yeah. And then yeah. it is not funny. Right. Um And it's mostly, and it's like also like a pretty boring story of like, like the typical sort of like, just a kind of nerdy dude who has sex. Like that's it. (laughs) Like that's the story. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. I like the soundtrack. Uh, It's kind of like just something that I can leave on Mm -hmm. uh, while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But yeah, why do I, I don't know. I don't know either. It was like one it, of the first movies I watched where I was like, I feel very nostalgic watching this movie. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, yeah, a, a physical feeling, a nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a good movie. I don't think anyone needs to watch right. it.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't have seen it since it uh, came out. Um, why? Why would you? I don't know. I don't know. Does it make me want to revisit it, though, to be honest, just to like okay. see? Just to confirm that. Yeah. It's like, why? What's <laughs> exactly. Wrong what's going him? on with James? Yeah. <laughs> so that is the end of the questionnaire. Wow. However, hmm? I'm going to debut a new segment now on the show. Holy crap. This is uh uh I'm going to call it taste test, okay. There better not be food.: It's not food related at all. Room, there I are did. no there are no foods. It's that uh you know we, we know each other a little bit mm-hmm. i uh, I also don't really know where your interests lie in mm-hmm. the film TV regard. Oh yeah. I'm going to ask you some, we can do these rapid fire, we can breathe on them whatever, whatever comes whatever about feels great. whatever comes about. Yeah. It's just a just you, most put a these hot are, breath on them. exactly yeah most of these are either or okay starting with the first one the office or 30 rock this is hard for me actually uh yeah the office the
2: by by a for lot a, or a little by very little mm. yeah um the season two of the office i think is just like my favorite one oh, of my yeah. favorite shows all time yeah yeah but then the end of the office is like straight up some of the worst tv <laughs> oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah
1: how do you feel about robert california James Spader. Character. Uh, okay. I felt okay. it just feels
2: a little too forced. And it yeah. didn't feel like they ever really found that character. There's like sure. one he his first episode was the good episode yeah. with him. Yeah. And, and he had like one scene in it. Yeah, right? everything yeah. else was bad. Yeah. I love Spader though. Oh yeah. Love He's Spader. A, oh total weirdo. Oh yeah. He's probably a psycho. I don't I, know. I don't know anything about the guy I, mean, <laughs> I
1: have no curiosity about meeting I him. I never want to meet that no.
2: man. No, I hope no. my one goal in life is to never meet James Spader. <laughs> ever. Oh, God. If I ever meet James Spader, I quit. (laughs) I'm not going to do comedy anymore. (laughs) That's a promise. So from now on, I'm not allowed to meet James Spader. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is a public forum. You know, people will hold you to it. That's it. Margaret, hold me to it. Yeah. Margaret will do it. Uh, Mad Men or Breaking Bad? You like how all these questions are about TV from 10 years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Didn't finish either. Oh, interesting. But I think I would.
2: Say breaking bad because okay. I started to hate Mad Men. Sure, sure. How but, far did you get into it? Uh Mad Men, I was like yeah. three or four seasons in. Okay. Uh yeah. and then I was just like, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> this is all <laughs> style and all like gross uh-huh. behavior, you know. Yeah. So I just didn't care. Breaking bad, I, if I finished it, I'm sure I would enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's pulpy. It's pulpy, yeah. you know, and I love yeah. you know me, if, if I gotta have my pulp. <laughs> I, I fall more on the Mad Men side of that equation, I think. I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm making a
2: guess. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, this is perhaps a classic rivalry. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: This is also hard for me.
1: No, it's Star Wars. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I actually probably, weirdly, should be a huge Star Trek nerd growing up. my whole fi- My family would watch Star Trek all the time. Uh-huh. It was always on. Yeah. And I loved Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then loved Battlestar Galactica, which is kind of an offshoot of Deep Space Nine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I prefer Star Wars, especially because mm-hmm. I think what they've done with the movies, I trust more than what they've done with the Star Trek movies. And oh, movies. yes. So. Yeah.
1: Is it the kind of thing where it's like Star Wars got to be kind of more your thing mm-hmm. and not a thing you had to, like, share mm-hmm. with everybody? Yeah, yeah. I get that completely. Yeah, growing up, I had, like, all Star Wars figures. And yeah, all that. yeah, totally. Yeah. Star Trek can die. Uh, gangster movies or westerns or neither.
2: Gangster movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, ooh, no, okay. Oh. Traditional American western, I hate. Yeah, but those I those
2: do are like John love Wayne. the like, yeah, uh, Sergio Leone films. Sure, yeah, I love those. They're like visually stunning. And... Yes. So if if that's on the table, I prefer that. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> that is on the table. Right. That is on the table. So yes, yeah. like a spaghetti western. Okay, is that am yeah. okay to say I
1: I well I never thought about it before. Nothing bad. My gut was to say yes unequivocally. That's what
2: people call it, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you see Oh, Hello on Broadway, and did you love it as much as I did?
2: Is that um, Nick Kroll? And And John Mulaney? Yeah. Loved it. I saw it on opening night. Really?
1: Brag alert. With uh, Alan Alda as Mm. the guest, That was wild. Yeah. 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 And
2: also, like, very weird, because I didn't know until I showed up that it was, like, it got, like, a free ticket last minute. Oh, cool. Uh, just, like, because they had a couple, like, extras and were giving them out. Yeah. And I didn't know it was, like, opening night, and I did not dress very nicely. <laughs> and there's all these celebrities there. Yeah. Like, Lauren Michaels is there, Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. One of the dudes from Lost. The guy who plays, like, Benjamin really? Linus. Is that a character? Did they make that up? I don't know. Might have made it up. Yeah. Um, A lot of weird celebrities there. And then, oh, John Hamm was there. Uh, oh, of course, the understudy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I looked like a total schlub. That's so. Fun. It was great. Yeah, I loved that show.
1: I've I've. It uh, was
2: so like unbelievably tightly written. Yeah, yeah. So
1: many jokes. I I got to see it whenever they were like working it out at UCB mm-hmm. after ASCAT Um this, I, oh, I think it was like yeah. November twenty fifteen maybe. Uh, and I think it with even with distance, I think it might be the best show I've ever seen. Yeah, like the best single show. Yeah, as like a comedian, I remember like, the, you know, I saw this, I guess you're going
2: yeah. it was in the, in the winter and yeah. I was just like, this is like an inspiringly hilarious. Oh yeah. Awesome yeah. show. Yeah.
1: I left feeling just like really fired up. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Uh, final question of the taste test. All right. Uh, are you watching the new Twin Peaks? Nope. Nah. <laughs> Did you watch the old Twin Peaks? Mm, I, I think I watched like
2: several episodes and I just never finished it. Yeah. But I kind of want to force myself to do that.
1: Yeah yeah i I have not talked about this I've talked about this with other people individually uh, oh, going on the radio and saying it though but uh I was like very lukewarm on old twin Peaks mm. uh like I like a lot of people I liked the start of it and then like very quickly lost interest in mm. what was going on. This new show is so good, oh awesome it's so much better. Like, it takes so much of, like, what was not working about the old show and just, like, pretends it didn't happen. That's great. Uh, And uh, it's, I've just been super impressed by it. It's also, like, uh, it's, like, the anti-X-Files, you know, they brought the X-Files back last year, and it was, like, just, like, trying to do the same thing thing way later. Oh, it was awful. Well, because, also, what's the name of the guy that made X-Files? Chris Carter.
2: You just start to realize Chris Carter is an obvious piece of shit. Yeah. Like, with the writing of these episodes, and because he has now full control over it, it's such a nightmare. Yeah
1: uh and like this is like but whereas that was like trying to recapture this old magic this has like no interest in it's like a completely different feel for mm. the show and like i respect that you know yeah. he's like he's not it, it's, it's there's nothing nostalgic about it it's like that's great it's following up make on
2: something yeah, like, yeah yeah it's his it's what yeah. he wants
1: yeah it's very good we have mere moments left <gasps> in the show james uh i want to uh plug big dumb thing yeah again uh, which is this Wednesday at 11 p.m. at the UCB Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And that's you and Jackie Jennings yep. uh, co-hosting. It's really fun show. Anything else uh, you want to say before we go? I'm um, trying to think.
2: Um... Be on the lookout for an eventual. Oh, we haven't we haven't spoken about this publicly. I'll just tease it here. An eventual documentary called "From One Guy to Another," oh. um, which was me and Jackie went uh, to the Guy Fieri restaurant oh, yes. in Times Square, then got on a plane, went to Cancun, went to the one in the Cancun airport, and then went <laughs> and then home. Flew back. I mean, a documentary. About it. <laughs> so that's on its way.
1: Uh, I I for one cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. I won't. I won't write about it anywhere else. But if you heard it here, then you you heard that it exists. Yeah, so. yeah. That's a, a a YPR exclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, on on Twitter at James B Dwyer
2: at yeah. James B Dwyer. Yeah. My Twitter account since the election is garbage because uh, well, it's yeah. mostly retweeting mm-hmm. journalists. Yeah, but I think I have to give up on thinking that tweeting is going to save the world. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll start saying funny things
1: again on Twitter. Hey.
2: hey. You know, don't make any promises you can't I can't. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to rescind that. Yeah, That's the thing.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here. It's great yeah, to talk to you. and him, uh, Colby. uh Thanks to everybody for listening. Um, I will be back next week at the usual time. Stick around for points of order. And I want to remind everybody that this coming Friday, if you are in the D.C. area, I will be performing as part of Elise Morales' Roast of Your 15-Year-Old Self. At the Arlington Draft House in D.C., and that's at nine thirty on Friday. Uh, so you can get your tickets at the Arlington Draft House website, uh, and I hope to see you there. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to my guest, James Dwyer. Uh, stick around for points of order. This has been Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Colby Smith, and we will be back next week at ten a.m. Goodbye, everybody. Wait. For the music to come up and now good bye for real. No <laughs> there we go. Whoa. Bye everybody.
4: Daisy.